You're listening to a Big Stick Energy Productions podcast. This is your host, Jim Coleman speaking. We are a Phillies and MLB podcast. Uh, this is our new branch off of the Big Sick Energy podcast uh, productions kind of thing we're doing now. Um, kind of thing. It's a, it's thing. a thing. It's a thing. Yeah, it's uh, we, got, <laughs> we, got, we got me back, Jim. And we got Eric back. Hi, what's up, y'all? And we got Nick, who's coming back to the mic right now. Hello. Nick Nick is our new podcaster with us. Uh, he's a friend of ours from one, a long, long time ago. In, in the galaxy, galaxy. Far, far pretty, away. Pretty close <laughs> by. I mean, I don't, I don't think we're interdimensional here. Uh, Joe normally would be joining us, but he is out tonight for he had to uh, help his mom move some furniture. Noble. Noble cause, so I'm cool with that. Oh, I thought you were saying no bull, no bullshit. <laughs> As in, like, he, Joey's not bullshitting. He's actually moving. He, he's not. He's not. He's moving fucking furniture. Um, but, you know what? Good for him. And obviously, we're back. We're back after a really long time. Um, know that we've been kind of absent for a good little while there, but you know what? Uh, no better time than the present to start making podcasts again. Um, obviously, we're going to be going into Phillies and MLB kind of shtick, and I'm really excited to be talking about it again because I, it's been way too long. I've been pent up. I'm sure Eric and Nick can say the same. We've been longing for sports. <sighs> you have no idea, man. It's just been a real, real tough time for me, um, especially considering right before we end, we stopped. We were ramping up for the Phillies season or baseball to be back. The king of all sports. <laughs> um, anyhow, <clears throat> we got a couple things I want to talk about today. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some new things going on with the Entirety of baseball had to basically almost break down and restart again. Um, we had all that owner and player debating bullshit. Dude, that um, feels like it was like fucking three years ago. <laughs> like, like it, like I completely forgot that they were actually even like debating not playing or like there was a whole standoff. It just feels like they were just kind of like it, it feels like they've been practicing forever like it, <laughs> like it's, the, the sad thing is it's going to come right back up again in a year when i when i have to do the uh cba did um, they so it wasn't like the nhl where which we we uh we didn't even really talk about on our last episode but they uh it was kind of like how they um in their whole return to play thing they figured out a way to uh extend the cba as opposed to um did the MLB just basically say like "fuck you"? We'll come back in a year <laughs> and deal with Basi- it. Basically, so they band-aided I mean, it. Yeah, the whole yeah. the whole the sport basically got started again because of Rob Manfred. 
Well, it was uh, because he saw all the other leagues were essentially getting off the ground running, and he and everyone was basically calling Rob Manfred a fucking idiot. Which, I mean, oh, we won't. Oh yeah, we won't really get into not, that. Not inaccurate. <laughs> but uh, and then it, just the whole like the situation, how he dealt with it, how uh, he he essentially kept backtracking on every single thing that came out of his mouth. It was, we're going to return to play. And then it was like a week later. Well, we might not. And then, and then he was like, you know, I think we're going to. And then finally, when he saw that, like the other leagues were getting started, he was like, you guys better, you guys better show up. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't ideal for the longest time there. And I, I, I I always knew that they were going to figure out a way to come back, but, I think this was like the least wanted version of that. No, it was actually, um, it was a yeah. very, it was a very rocky way to get back to, and it was really sudden. Like it was abrupt. It was like a week. It was a week. They, a week between them going from, you guys better like, we're not going to play maybe. And then all of a sudden it's like they're back uh, in training camp. Like it was really it's, sudden. Within hours, like they go from, we're about to strike a deal to, uh, this is the furthest we've been from. Oh yeah. Like, Remember there was the whole, and then were, back to signing again. And there was at least four different versions of a schedule. There was, there was, there was what, like a 72 game schedule. Then there was a 48 game schedule. And then they finally kind of came to a 60 game schedule. Yeah. Right. Is that the how players wanted more games? Pretty much. Well, yeah, yeah I figured they did. Cause it's, it's almost like. At it, one point it was like 130 games, which that which would have almost a full season. Yeah, that would have that would have made sense because it's not like I mean they essentially didn't really. Well, I guess they lost half a season, right? Well, they wanted to start in June. They could have. They were aiming to be the first sport back, and they had the, every opportunity to do that. But between the owners and the, uh, can you guys hear me? Yep. Okay, I thought my mic got muted. I saw a little thing pop up. Anyway. Um, but between the owners and the players, they just the the owners got caught up on the money, and the players, I guess, did too. But in my opinion, the players were the ones that are taking all the risk. They weren't asking for a full uh, contract; their full contract. They were asking for the amount of games they were playing. Yeah, they wanted it prorated. I mean, it was going to be that either way, but the owners were like, yeah, we're going to do it to 33% of what you were going to be making for those games. And it's just like, I get you're losing money, but like, if that's going to be the way you're going to do it, then why bother having a season? Because the owners are obligated to pay them their contract. They signed a contract, whether it's uh, through financial success or not. Like, (laughs) obviously it's unprecedented, but the players are willing to make sacrifices like i know it's when we're saying sacrifices we're talking about millions of dollars here but at the same time like I mean, these things these these leagues run on that millions of dollars so like yeah it's 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 kind of a a small problem in the grand scheme of the way the world is now but people don't realize that those finances are kind of built into the cop like the cogs of the machine and yeah. the more the less you know the less that those funds are coming in it's it's every month that they've lost essentially puts them back a little bit. Like it doesn't like it, it doesn't help that there's like months of, of season missing. 
that's why people don't, uh, people are saying like, just cancel the season and, you know, restart again next year that they can't, that's a last, that's why they didn't do that right away. It's because that's a last chance or that's like a worst case scenario. You want those, you want games because that's how they make their money. It, the less games that there are, the worse the future is going to be essentially like they, they're going to have to climb out of a hole, but now yeah. they're not going to have to as much because they're going to have the TV deal to help them out. And it's going to be, you know, that's the most important thing here. Same thing for every other league. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me was I really was, I don't give a shit if the owners lose money. I'm worried about the guys, the minor leaguers that get paid next to nothing. And they're getting fucked out of their contract. They're getting fucked out of their season completely this year, aren't they? Yeah, they're not really getting paid. And then they're getting paid for their full season. They're just not playing at all. Yeah. But it's still next to nothing. It's Uh, barely a. It really is nothing. um, Like, I had a debate with someone the other day, and they were like, well, they're still making more than me. Well, I'm like, yeah, but this is the only time they have that chance to make that money. You know, like, I'm in a job where I'm I'm set up for the rest of. I'm going to be making money regardless of whether I'm playing or not. These guys, their livelihood comes from this game. And I get you're, com- you're comparing it like, oh, they're playing a game for a living. It's still a living. It's a job. That's the difference between the, between like the, the pro players and the minor league players is that if the pro players, you know, the season did get canceled, they would have survived. They would have been fine because they would have figured out a way for them to get paid. Like there would have maybe the, been a cutoff or something, but it would. It's they, the tier down from the top played or top paid pet players are the ones that were getting dicked. Yeah, they're still saying that you got you're going to get paid thirty percent of what uh whatever you were going to get paid. Well, if you're making let's say let's say a guy's making sixty grand on a year, which is a good amount, he's only getting thirty percent. That's twenty twenty thousand dollars. That's not even, that's not even like, that's, that's poverty. Like, that's yeah, poverty. Yeah. Line. That's the poverty line. So that's where people like, <clears throat> yeah. And they only have that part of the summer to make that money. So anyway, that's my shtick about it. And I, I know people are going to get bent out of shape about it. Cause like, yeah, you know what? Like they're making a lot more money than I ever will. I'm like, well, good for them. They're, they have a set of skills that I don't have. Uh, They've also dedicated their whole life to it. I don't get that. I know. I'll never believe that argument of, um, of people saying like, well, you know, too bad because they're better at me at something. I'm like, all right, well don't, no need to get fucking angry about it. Like there's, you know, everyone deals, everyone has, has been dealt a shit hand in this entire debacle. Okay. Yeah. It's not like just because they're pro athletes doesn't mean that their lives are any like less shittier than ours right now. So it's, I mean, I, I don't understand that argument and I, I feel bad for them a lot because, you know, it, one, it's, they're a lot of them. I'm sure most of them. I mean, of course, there's people who don't love their job in every, every profession, but I mean, those guys are playing the game that they love and they're losing out on a season of their life essentially because, you know, they're older. So they're going to, you know, every season counts for mm-hmm. their future. And then also, you know, they're losing their contract money basically. So they're losing both their livelihood and their passion, which is just, you know, it's terrible. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then on top of that, you got all the minor league teams that the MLB is trying to get rid of for no fucking reason. And this is going to help expedite that, which is even worse. Yeah. Anyway, we're a positive podcast, and we like to talk <laughs> about good things. Um, 
<laughs> so basically what's been happening over the past couple of months has obviously led us to here, but on the bright side, baseball is right around the corner. As we speak, we are uh, nine days away from the start of the major league baseball season. Are they starting, uh, starting off? Do they start with like exhibition style preseason games or are they jumping right? They're going to play. I think they're going to play three of them. I think okay. each yeah, team's going to play three. three. Don't they play Sunday um, then? I think it's Sunday, isn't it? Yeah, but it's I'm talking start of the season, Eric. Oh, 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 oh. I thought you meant just baseball, like coming back in general. My bad, sorry. Well, we I mean, had it's already a live back. games today. And yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we've had uh, we've had summer camp going on for the past yeah. month, and it's been quite a ride. You know, uh, uh, you get to see, it's it's kind of neat seeing all these players just come back out of the woodworks and like <laughs> like Bryce Harper came out looking like friggin' Jason Worth. Um, Reese Hoskins out here looking like Mike Schmidt. Yeah, really. <laughs> Scott Kingery's still ripped, even though he had COVID. Like, <laughs> it's great. A, back in the spring, that was surprising to see. Yeah, Wait, did he have it a while ago, or did he have it? He now? had it. He had it last. Uh, I think June. I think when it was all those players so, came out, right? When he was part of that no, crew. No. Or was it later? Yeah, he was already recovering since then. He got it in. Uh, early June. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. He, he got it back in Arizona where he lives. Gotcha. Um, but he's back and healthy, which is great to hear. Um, a couple other guys had it on the Phillies. I forget their, I forget who it was. John um, Rodriguez. Is, he's not a Philly anymore. He's actually on the nationals, I believe. Right. <laughs> is he on the nationals? He's, he's on, a, he's on a team in, in our division. Uh, Nick looked that up. <laughs> He's already on it. Um, but um, basically, stuff's coming. No, he's not. No, wait, he might be on the Marlins. That's what it is. He's on the Marlins. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I knew it was a rival the division team, but I, I wasn't sure which one it was. Um, They've uh, owned us. Yeah, I can't wait to get. Rocked by uh, that team this year because, like, they've made some additions. I, I, who did they add, Nick? Do you know the Marlins? I can't think of it. I, sh- I should have made notes about this, but like, they added a couple really solid players. Um, they got Corey Dickerson from us, um, their free agency. Um, they got Corey Dickerson, who is, I, I guarantee, is going to be a Philly killer. Um, we saw what he did last year with uh, with us. Those guys and who end up leaving little, Philly always end up biting us in the ass. I think like the biggest drawback to him is that is he's injury prone, but um, I, I he's still a solid player. He'll be healthy, healthy for every um, game he plays against us. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, he was great in games with us. Yeah. He did play. I think. Was uh, it was uh, Bradier and the Phillies didn't get uh, keep him on, which is to be usual. I mean, Clentac uh, uh, or Milton wanted to shell out any money, but anywho, um, some of the things I noticed uh, going on. I know the first game is going to be between the Yankees and the. Unfortunately, World Series uh, defending champions, uh, Washington Nationals. That's going to be game one. 
start off the season. Garrett Cole against um, was it Strasburg or Scherzer? I don't think they know yet, but um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a good game. I I can't wait to watch it because that's going to be a fucking great matchup. Um, and the fact that divisions are split by regions this year, uh, we're going to be dividing them up by East, uh, Central, and West. So it's essentially you're only playing those teams, right? Yeah. So yeah, the, we're playing local. So like the NL East will play the AL East, the NL Central will play the AL Central, the uh, AL West will play the NL West, um, and obviously not as many games since it's only 60, but I, I did have the Phillies schedule up. Um, Phillies will be playing. It looks like the Yankees uh, first week of the season, uh, two straight series, which is not great. I mean, it's a four game set, but they're playing two games in Philly and two games in New York. And <coughs> they, Oh boy. Got to get back in the podcasting uh, voice here. Um, I guess they only play them. uh, I guess they only play them four games. Yeah. The, uh, so the way it's working is um, every team's going to be playing within their own division for 40 games. And then uh, the other 20 games are going to be the interleague games. Okay. See, that's why I brought you on, Nick. You're always on this kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> um, being said that, the Phillies will open against the uh, Miami Marlins for the first series. So maybe we'll get a little bit of Sean. Maybe we'll get a little bit of Corey Dickerson. I mean, hopefully Sean. we don't. <laughs> hopefully we don't. But um, Wait, you know who we're not getting this year, though? I know your buddy's gone. Wait. He might Chad be coming. He, no, oh, yes, but he might be coming back for a surprise run soon. I'll kill him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, it's going to be a little bit different. Obviously, playing uh, AL teams and being from Philly—that's a little weird. I mean, it's cool that we're going to get to play against the NL or the AL East because it's like we're combining basically the two best divisions in baseball at this point. I mean, people are making the argument that the Phillies are going to have a tough time with the schedule, but at the same time, they're going to be going against the same guys that those, that the rest of their division is going to be playing. The the Braves have to play the Yankees. So the nationals have to play the, the Rays. Um, I think once you step past those two, uh, it's kind of, tough between the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the Orioles, who's going to be bottomed. I mean, obviously the Orioles are going to be the worst team <laughs> in that division, but <laughs> yeah. like the Blue Jays have a lot of potential, but they could also be a bust this year too. I mean, I there's a lot of things that can go into the season that could end up ruining, making or breaking um, it for every team, really. Like the Yankees can end up missing the playoffs if they have a, if they start off rough, you know? <clears throat> the way uh, the Astros, or not the Astros, sorry, uh, the Blue Jays are set up right now that they don't seem to be contenders this year. They Like, they have a lot of prospects, and they have a lot of talent on that team, but, like, I can't name a pitcher on their 
squad. <laughs> <laughs> like I can name their entire infield, but um, past that, like they don't have the pitching. Um, they, they have def- Stroman uh, pitching there still. Stroman's on the on the Mets, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, he got traded there last year. Okay. Yeah, I just can't keep track of <laughs> who they have. I mean, they get rid of any good talent they have. I mean, they still have Ken Giles. I think that's about it. And he's their closer. Yeah, like, but... <laughs> it's going to be definitely an interesting season for all of that because, I mean, who's to say they don't get off to a hot start and they kind of put off some of the guys in their own division, you know? Um, yeah. uh, the Rays, they could get off to a slow start and miss out too. I mean, it, it's really kind of up in the air. And baseball is such a finicky thing. You, it's it's a the hot, first – the first 10 games are yeah, honestly like the most important games of the season right off the start. Cause it's going to be like whoever gets off to the most momentum. Right. Yeah. And I mean, uh, Ryan Braun, um, said that this is the first time in major league history that by September, uh, there will be no teams mathematically eliminated from, uh, uh, the playoffs. That's awesome. Which is crazy, <laughs> um, crazy to think about because, like, that that's technically half of the season, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like they're really only can't playing un- two months in a week, you know. <laughs> can't underestimate the Orioles, though. Even though it's statistically not impossible. It's it's statistically not impossible, but I. I think when you look at their their team, you realize that it is impossible. <laughs> <clears throat> that like all of their talent is pent up in their minors, and like they don't, they they just can't put. And unfortunately, I think we only get to play them once. So, <laughs> like in a three game set, not in a four game set, so. <clears throat> which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, we uh. We faced them the second preseason game. Oh, shit. So. You better watch out. <laughs> preseason Orioles. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anything doesn't strike fear into my heart more than that. I feel like we could try out for them and probably <laughs> make their AAA team. Like, <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh so not to deviate too far from all that, but um, Joe Girardi will be returning to the uh, Yankee Stadium for the first time in his career as an opposing um, manager, and that's significant because, I mean, Joe Girardi is one of the best managers in the sport, and he's now a Philly. And we're actually going to get yeah, to see he's... him. We're actually going to get to see him manage games. Like, can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm like stoked just from like I I think I uh, I I'm so excited to watch him be a manager because the Phillies haven't had a manager for about five years. Uh, I'm excited to have a reliever actually warmed up and ready to go. Poor Hoppy Milner. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, I I just can't believe that we had to endure that man. I won't say his name. Because it will probably... Ooh, Gabe Kapler? Oh, oh God. Nope, well, there it is. <laughs> oh, no. 
I didn't hate Gabe, but it's like Voldemort. <laughs> he had a lot of gr- a lot of learning to do. <laughs> oh, he had a lot of a lot of something else to do too. I don't know. Um, but having brought up Joe Girardi, I think he has handled all of this the most, the best. Like we couldn't have asked for a better manager at this time than Joe Girardi right now. Can you imagine yeah, Gabe at this time? <laughs> Gabe would have prescribed everyone like creatine or some shit and been like, yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to get through this. Uh, uh, just go do a bunch of push-ups, bad hey, push-ups out in the field. His, what was his term? It was uh, – he gave it his all. Uh, I don't fucking know, man. Or what was it that he was like, I want to say uh, – you really gave your all. He really uh, gave it his all out there. Really appreciate you know, the I, work that he put in. Um, yeah, that one. I really appreciate <laughs> the work that they put in and taking their vitamin D. Uh, I think we're gonna get over this. But anyway, get back to Joey. Girardi has handled all this so professionally, and multiple players have come out and basically just said, "Like, dude, he is awesome. I love him being my manager." Um, JT Real Muto praised him like week one and he's continued to praise him. They interviewed him last week saying um, he's never been in the locker room with such a professional. <laughs> um, they haven't even played a game for him yet. I know. Jake Arietta was out there saying like this guy is like I've had so many conversations with him already, be it baseball, personal and family life. Like He's he's top to bottom a organizational guy, and I think that he came in with a plan, knew exactly what he was doing. And uh, do you want to get into JT? Yeah, I'd love to. Oh, I I wasn't. I actually wasn't going to talk about that this week. No, we don't have to. Then save it for next week. I just I didn't know if that was your segue. I no no no. I I I enhance segues. You take away. You you could you could we could talk JT if you want. I mean, I, I I'm kind of done hearing about it for my own sake. Um, I, I was just gonna say I was just gonna say that um, I was gonna ask you your thoughts on it because we actually haven't really talked about it. Like even like just us two or like the three of us haven't even just bullshit around about it. So I don't know. I'm assuming you guys feel the same way about me. <laughs> I mean, I definitely want him to be here for a long time, but. I also don't want the Phillies to bet against themselves right now because the reality of it is I don't think that a lot of teams are going to be giving the kind of money they've been giving the last couple off seasons. And I think that's what he's still asking for. I mean, I'm not in those negotiations and I don't know what's being said, but I can only imagine that he wants to get paid what he should be getting paid. And I agree with him. I, I think he should be getting paid. Pro, uh, the top paid catcher in baseball, one he's of the best in sports. I would say he's hands down. It's unfortunate that that position doesn't really pan out. It's weird because contracts. I honestly like it. Always seems like in any sport, the most valuable position is the one that doesn't get paid the most. Like it's a, it feels like that all the time. Except maybe yeah. football with quarterbacks, but I mean, like, I don't know. yeah, and like that's. The catcher basically is like involved in every play of the game, you know. Like the, the catcher is the one who essentially kind of dictates how a play is going to go because he's the one who he he's the one who has the best read on like like he's the one who tells the pitcher like I need you to pitch it down here like or around like I don't know. Please continue. There's a lot of 
<laughs> was that my ex? I, I was. That was a terrible explanation. But you guys got the gist of what I was saying. He, oh, I know. The pitcher is the, the catcher is the guy who you know does the thing with the ball. <laughs> I mean, the catcher is the one that's facing everyone on the field. He's got to make sure everyone's on the same page. They're uh, aligned in the correct positions. See, when Nick's here to help save me. <laughs> any time I try to yeah. sound like I know well, what Nick I'm truly to, talking Nick about with to, baseball. Nick used yeah, to play as catcher, a former so. catcher, yeah. He knows his shit. Um, oh, well, you could have jumped in a little sooner then. We wanted to hear what you had to say, you know? I, mean, um, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you're right. The catcher is the most important position on the diamond and they're basically telling the pitcher what to do they're telling the outfield where to shift they're telling the infield where to be it's really important he's got to know basically every guy that's coming up the bat because he's got to know what to call against them jt romito does his homework he knows the guys that are going up against them um and he makes it easy for his pitchers um the pitchers don't make it easy for themselves most of the time but uh <laughs> Especially uh, Vinny Velo, who we'll talk about soon. But he's the most valuable player on this team, and if they lose him, they're losing a very important piece to what I think could be a postseason run for the next couple of years. Um, he's a centerpiece. Yes, and I don't think Bryce Harper would be a Philly without him being here. So, yeah. Uh- and Bryce has been pushing a lot to get him signed. Uh, yeah, I got there. Every, the comments. He after that uh, home run that Romuto hit in the uh, inner inner squad game, he uh, was yelling, "Sign him!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Harper gets the city. He he seems just like every fan with that. Everyone wants to see him stay here for a long time. He also looks like that. Type. He also looks like every fan in quarantine right now with his beard and his hair. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I wish I, I had that flow. I was listening to one uh, one guy talking about it, and it, and he made the argument that it's kind of not good that Bryce is doing all this because, like, if you think about it, there's other guys that are going to be up for contracts too. Like, is he going to be doing the same thing when Reese is up for a contract? Or when Nola needs to get signed for more, like, is he going to be doing? Is he going to still yeah. be as public? And like, he's setting a, pre- a dangerous precedent for the rest of his career, and he's going to be here for a long time. So, I, I but get also, that. But but also, I feel like with this type of situation and and like how publicized the sign JT like almost trend is, I feel like it's it's one of those things where I don't know if guys are going to be as necessary. I feel like in terms of like the team's grand scheme of things, every guy on that team is aware that uh, losing JT Romo is going to hurt them for a long time, as opposed to keeping him for a, a good decent amount of time. So I think I mean, they're all in the same page, but I get I what you're agree. saying. But I like, get what you're is saying. he going like, to do that? Is he going to do that when um, uh, Gene Segura or um, McCutcheon, we need McCutcheon's McCut- no, contract is coming well, up. Well, Uncle like, Larry's going to yeah. come in and help him. Dude, quarantine brought out the best of Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> Dude, anytime I see Andrew McCutcheon with like his shirt, have you ever seen the pictures anytime, of? Uh, hold on. Anytime I see him, I'm happy. Like, <laughs> have you have you seen the pictures yeah, though of him so as a much. Yankee versus him as a Philly? Where like 
he's in his Yankees outfit. He's all tied up and he looks like really professional. And then it is Philly outfit. He's got his shirt yeah. like half undone with a chain hanging out. This is like <laughs> with a bandana. And you're just like, I feel like he's just having more fun as a Philly. It definitely well, the is, Yankees have a the Yankees have that strict policy where you can't have facial hair. Your hair has to be like cut properly. Or, he had to get yeah. rid of his dreadlocks. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't he get rid of them before that though? I thought he got rid of them before. I, I, that. I think yeah, I think he might have. But he was but, saying but he, he was saying he, I think he was saying like he couldn't imagine having to cut them just for being on a different team. Yeah. Um. But like. He's such a fun guy to watch and such an energetic. Like, how important was he to that team last year? Like, when he was in the lineup, they did so much better with him there. When when he went down, it's when everything fell apart. <laughs> it really was. He he's a spark that I didn't realize that the Phillies needed, and I'm yeah. so glad that they invested in him. Um, I want him to be here for the rest of his career because he's just so fun to watch, fun to. Like anything on social media, he's just hilarious. He he understands. He he is so like down to earth with everything. It's awesome to see. And really, it's Bryce Harper, JT Romito, and Andrew McCutcheon's team right now. Yeah, I would they say came, so. They came <laughs> in and basically created a uh, atmosphere that is fun to be around. Um. And obviously all those guys are very important to this team. And going forward, I think definitely the extra time off uh, definitely helped Real Muto and uh, McCutcheon stay on the field because I'm sure they're both going to be well-rested for all this. Um, well, I think probably. McCutcheon was going to miss the beginning of the season. Yeah, and now he gets to start off, and I think that's going to be a really important piece of this team going forward. And, and if you think about it, like obviously, you know, I think if he were to – no, because he wouldn't have played a full season. I mean, he's essentially like not having the stress of a full season on his body. So he's mm-hmm. going to be able to kind of be, especially if the Phillies, you know, get off hot and then they do make the playoffs, like having a nice, healthy Andrew McCutcheons, that's, that's an extremely important piece for them to have versus him for an 162 game season running the risk. Cause like, yeah, you'd run the risk of him coming back and he, potentially hurt himself again if he's playing 162 games so i don't know this could be a blessing in disguise for the phillies yeah and i think a lot of the uh, pitchers are gonna help benefit from that too because they're they take a lot of wear and tear on their bodies as well um sorry i had to cough there i had to mute myself um it's okay <laughs> it's really really gonna come down to who shows up at the end of this summer camp and i think the phillies have a lot of guys that can show up and also i think that the, i think a lot of these guys on the team have a chip on their shoulder too i think gene secor has a chip on his shoulder dude he lost a lot of yeah. weight too i think he, i think he I, I think he has a chip on his shoulder and i think him with a new coach i think this could help make his career take a little boost so hold on him with a coach they didn't have a coach the last <laughs> <Yeah>. two years <laughs> They definitely don't have a hitting coach. Wait, wait, what, let's hold on. I got a, I got a call coming in. Should I ignore it? I can mute you. 
I'll get them back in the future sometime yeah. soon. Okay. That all being said, um, I kind of wanted to go into a little bit of the inner squad games that happened. Um, obviously, I didn't watch it. We didn't get to watch it today because we're recording. Um, but I got to watch the first couple innings of yesterday's inner squad game, which was really interesting. I mean, it's the first look at baseball, I think, in Citizens Bank Park with no fans. Um, really quick innings. I got to listen to uh, T-Mac and Kevin Franson going back and forth, which I think I, I, I think we need Kevin Franson in the booth. Uh, <laughs> I, it was definitely fresh listening to him. Yeah, and I get uh, get Crocky in there too. Ben Davis can be goodbye. Um, <laughs> listen to those. Listen to those guys. Is fun to listen to. Like Kevin Franson is such like a West Coast ball player, and then Tom McCarthy is just like that, like boring, bland guy, and he's like trying to make sense of what he's talking about. <laughs> it's but just funny to that. listen to. But you need that bland, yeah, you do. boring like, guy. Tom McCar- McCarthy is great, a great grounder in those situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, Ben Davis tries way too hard and ends up just sounding like an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. In the, at least in my opinion. And then again, I'm also not a broadcaster, so what do I, what am I, what do I have to hold over him? But I prefer listening to those guys over him. I don't. I don't know. Um, but it was definitely weird. Um, no fans in the stadium, and it's just uh, you hear the crack of the bat way more pronounced. <laughs> like I feel like a lot of balls that were hitting the infield were just like really loud for no for no reason. Like <laughs> it's just a different different sound with no uh, fan interaction. Um, yeah. Uh, that's one thing uh, Kevin Franson actually brought up during the game, which like I agree with. It's really cool to see or to actually like, hear the sounds of the game like, yeah. under the crowd. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it. It's refreshing, but I definitely would like the crowd back. Cause, like, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like it takes so much energy out of the stadium when you don't have people cheering every time you get a hit. You know, like uh, <clears throat> it's definitely going to be – cool to hear some sound bites from some of the players. I hope that they kind of market this in a way that they have them mic'd up and you can hear them a lot talking, uh, having fun out there. I Like, mic up Andrew McCutcheon. Mic up Bryce Harper. Get them all out in the open. Get to hear from the players during the game. Like, I, I don't know if you've watched the All-Star game, um, how they have them mic'd up there, but, like, they're, they're talking to the uh, – broadcast booth during the middle of the game and asking the questions and stuff like that and it's just fun it's entertaining and what was that i said yeah that's always cool when they do that you get to hear from them and then you get to realize that they actually have personalities outside of just standing in left field you know like (laughs) i don't know it's just fun um Anyway, we got to see uh, Zach Wheeler and Vince Velasquez pitch yesterday. Uh, they both went up against the uh, Zach Wheeler faced uh, Segura, uh, D.D. Gregorius, Reese Hoskins, Jay Bruce, uh, Andrew Knapp, Kyle Garlick, uh, Phil Goslin, Nick Martini, and uh, Alec Bohm. And I think Adam Hazley was in there too. I don't know. I feel like there was way too many guys. Well, I, I just don't know. Took- 
inter-squad game. They kind of do what they want. Yeah. Um, so, Zach Wheeler, I noticed, was locating his pitches very well in the first couple innings, um, basically hitting Real Muto's mark every time. Um, uh, a lot of weak contact from Segura Gregorius. Hoskins hit a missile off of him, but it went right to third. Um and gave up a walk to Jay Bruce to end the inning, but um, <laughs> a walk to end. <laughs> never, the never thought I'd say that. Um, uh, gave up a hit to Andrew Knapp, which I wasn't wasn't loving, but um, <laughs> he had a couple K's. Uh, looking looking sharp out there. I I I think they're going to miss him a little bit in the beginning of the season because his wife is pregnant and is due like right at the beginning of the season, so he's going to miss a little bit, uh, miss a couple, maybe the first two weeks or so. Uh, which is going to be not great. But, I mean, if he comes back and he's able to replicate what he's been doing in the inter-squad games, I think he's going to have a really good season. And he's normally a second-half-of-the-season kind of guy anyway. So we're getting him for that. Anyway, (laughs) No, you're good. I was going to say, it's uh, interesting to see how the guys who normally, like their tendencies if they start off hot or like they heat up towards the end of the season, how they're going to do starting – the season in August. I mean, we don't have to worry about uh, Aaron Nola pitching in cold weather, so there's there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Although when we get to October, it might be kind of sketch, but we'll see. Um, Vince Velasquez, I don't know. He still looks really erratic to me. He cannot locate nearly as well as Wheeler, but he's been working on a cutter, apparently. Um. And he had a couple couple Ks. He struck out Harper. Um, but, uh, who else did he get? He got um, Kingery out on strikes. I mean, he was he was throwing strikes, but they they didn't really match where Nap was locating for him. Um, I don't know. I I I'm always rooting for him. I'm rooting for everybody who has pinstripes on, but I don't know. I just I get so bored watching him pitch. He 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 puts way too much time into every pitch. He puts way too much like way too much effort. He just looks gassed all the time. And that's and not something he, like I don't know. I just I I know Zach Wheeler had to stay out there because he got guys out too quickly. Like Velasquez <laughs> was done after <laughs> the right amount of batters. <laughs> um I don't know. It was like I want him to do well because that just means we have depth and that we can use him in situations. But at the same time, I'm like, I hate watching him pitch because he's just so boring to watch. Um, as far as the bat, I didn't get to watch too many of the relievers pitch. Um, I did watch the first couple at-bats the guys had. Uh, Gene Segura grounded out twice. Uh, so did Gorius. Haskins made some solid contact. Uh, first, His first at-bat, laser to third. Obviously, I said he got out already. Um, and he grounded out in the second at-bat. Jay Bruce looked good, taking pitches. I think he's going to be fine. He's just a pure hitter. And the DH is going to suit him so well. Um, McCutcheon, just doing McCutcheon things. He's out there having fun. <laughs> I didn't see if he got. I didn't. I don't think I saw his second at bat, but um, 
Uh, Harper, I know there's a couple of things with his swing. I know we talked about it yesterday, Nick, how he uh, the bat's like a little bit a little bit behind his head, whereas last year was kind of flat on his shoulder. Yeah, he's more upright. It's definitely more of like a relaxed stance. I don't love the uh, the amount of bat movement he has before his swing because there's so much wiggle room there for error. But I mean, if it works for him, it works for him, and I won't complain. But if it if it becomes an issue, I'm gonna be tweeting at him, telling him he's got to get his bat flat again. <laughs> Um, well, he's he's a, he's a tinkerer. He's always changing it up. I trust him. I know, and, and that kind of works in his favor when he's on because the pitchers are like, "Oh, that looks different. What's he doing different?" Where, but if he's off, he's like, "I gotta find what works again." So, whereas, like, if you have a steady batting stance, it kind of makes it a little bit easier to say, "Oh, why don't you tweak this instead?" Um, but he's already thinking that in his head anyway. Um, Andrew Knapp, next. Kyle Garlick <laughs> uh, struck out. I think he might be a good utility player for them this year. Um, I know he has a lot of pop. I hasn't really had too much success in the majors, but, I mean, I think anybody coming from the Dodgers organization has to have some kind of talent. Um, Phil Goslin, Philly guy, love to have him on the squad. Uh, Nick, Your boy, Nick Martini. Nick Martini got some got some at bats yesterday. I like I always liked him. I like like I like his name, but like I just like his uh, his approach. Like I feel like he plays hard. Yeah, um, I, I like his swing a lot. It's very it's a very sweet swing from a lefty. Yeah. Um, Alec Bohm struck out his first at bat, but I mean he took a lot of pitches as well, so he's seeing the ball, and I think he's gonna have he's gonna be really important for this team going forward. Um, just having young talent like that ready to come up. I mean, there's not much too much. There's not too much behind that once he's here, but you know what? I'll take it right now. I don't, I don't really care. Um, JT Romito grounded out. Uh, Scott Kingery struck out, which I'm just glad to see him back. Like I said earlier, he was sick. And I mean, like young people like us are having more long-term issues with COVID. So, I mean, I'm glad to see he's back and healthy and ready to go. Um, then Neil Walker and Logan Forsyth. Eric likes to call him Foreskin. Logan um, Foreskin. <laughs> That's my um, jersey I'm getting. They weren't too impressive. I mean, they're just kind of depth guys. Um, Adam Hazley. Uh, Tom McCarthy was saying that he kind of put on some uh, – uh, not – in a bad way, but he put on some weight, got some muscle to him this year. And Nick Williams also got in that bat, which I think everybody forgets that Nick Williams is on the team. Um, <laughs> and I, I really like Nick Williams as a prospect. Um, I really think that he's got the Dominic Brown treatment where he's kind of getting dicked around going up and down, mainly because they have guys where he's, uh, supposed to be playing I think with the DH being being in the NL now might allow him some more opportunities to get some at-bats but it's just I hate when you have talent and you you're constantly bringing it up and down I think that puts them through a lot of pressure and a lot of stress and it does not 
ever pan out for them. Like, if you don't want them up, let them keep playing in AAA. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. He's like, never had consistent playing time in the majors. And when he did have it that one year when he first came up, he was actually a solid player. And he was a solid player down in the minors, too. Like, he was hitting 300 at one point for a good while. Like, he has I mean, the talent. He's a good hitter. Like, you ever see him take batting practice? Like, he hits the laces off the ball. He's he's got a strong swing, he, and he's got he's got a strong arm too in the outfield. I mean, he's not the best fielder. I don't think he's a center fielder. And they, for whatever reason, Gabe Kavler had him there for a couple couple times. But like on top of that, like he's not a center fielder, and then you're expecting him to go hit when he's focused on being a center fielder for you. One of the most, the second most important position on the field. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've always thought he had talent, and I think he just needs consistency to unlock it. But um, what do you think his uh, chances are of uh, as making on, the roster? Because on, honest, I mean, I think he'll make the roster right now, like right now, just as a depth piece. Um. I think he's got more talent than uh, Forsythe and Walker, but I also don't think he plays as many no. positions as them. Foreskin right. is um, literally the best player on that roster. But beyond that, beyond that, okay, Eric. Beyond that, he's got Andrew McCutcheon and Bryce Harper in front of him, and I don't think they're moving anytime soon. Um, nope. Uh, and then at center field, they have Adam Hazley and um, Roman Quinn. Yeah, they're going to be uh, splitting were, time there. Yeah, so, I mean. Sounds like gets, it's just a timing thing. It really is. And, like, yeah. that's why that's why I was kind of – when it first happened that they signed Andrew McCutcheon, that was my first question is what's Nick Williams going to do? Yeah. And then they signed Bryce Harper, and then it's like what is Nick Williams going to do? Like, <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of questions in terms of the management on what they're actually like. What is their game plan? Yeah. So it's like you can't really. Um, and don't get me wrong. Both of those guys are upgrades over Nick Williams, especially at this point in his career. I mean, but it but sucks because Nick Williams hasn't ever really had like a true chance to kind of like build yeah. in the build into maybe something that at least would be a nice, like, companion piece or even, like, you know, you, if McCutcheon – because McCutcheon's a bit older. Like, it would have been nice to at least have someone there. Like, maybe he could have, you know, been the next in line. Like, it's something like that. Like, yeah. he, but but he doesn't have – he hasn't had enough time to be able to prove himself. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think that's ever going to – like, they still got another year of McCutcheon. They got 13 – or. 12 years of Bryce Harper and yeah, center field like just Williams. is not his position. I Block mean, with, is kind of rolling out with, um, with the DH coming, it might help him a little bit, but, um, that's, that's basically just taking Jay Bruce out of the outfield. Yeah. That's what the DH is doing. Um, yeah. And since Segura is going to be locking up third base for the next year or so, um, it's I like I don't I don't see Bohm going there unless they get rid of yeah. Segura. Um so he'll be DHing as well. Um and they kind of ruined their chance to trade him 
because they played him last year, dicked him around a little bit, and made him look like an idiot on the field. I don't know any. I don't know anyone that wants to, that would want to take him. I think the only team that teams that would be interested would be the Orioles and the uh, and the Tigers. But I don't think they really want to give up anything for a guy that hasn't proven himself yet. Yeah. Also, his value is low compared to what he can do. I would not yeah. trade a guy. No. His value is that low. And that's what uh, I was like last year. The speculation between behind Reese Hoskins getting traded. I'm like, why would you sell him right now? He was batting 220-something and, like, slumping like a motherfucker. I got to stop cursing. <laughs> I curse a lot when I'm talking here. but um, Are we trying to make this a right. family-friendly show? No, we're an R-rated podcast. We are, but I told my grandma I'd try to stop. Uh, <laughs> Did she listen? <laughs> she doesn't because I curse like this. But, um, <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> um I don't know. I, that was a whole Nick Williams con- uh, conversation. I didn't think I was going to be having today. Um, hey, you know, but that's what we're yeah. good at. That is. Um, and it's probably not the most exciting thing to hear about, especially when we have uh, players like Jake Arrieta on this team. Uh, that was a joke. For <laughs> <laughs> I will be talking about him in a second, but um, uh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely going to be interesting how all this shakes out. Um, definitely excited to see who's going to be playing where, um, especially with Alc Bohm, Spencer Howard being up. Um, I don't know. I think it's I, it's the DH adds so much to the game, but it also like adds so many questions as to where players are going to be because. There's just so many possibilities now. Like McCutcheon can get these off now. Real Muto can get these off now, off his feet. Just go up and hit. Um, and I think this is – I mean, obviously other teams are going to benefit from this, but I think the Phillies really will benefit from the DH being uh, on this side of the uh, this side of the league as well. Um, all right. So that's pretty much all the inner squad stuff and – I wanted to talk about. Um, I have a couple over unders for you guys. I want to hear what you guys think about this. So, um, Jake Arrieta is back and he's healthy. Um, and obviously, he had a kind of a shaky start in the first couple of years here in Philly. Uh, it's his last year in his contract. Um, how do you think he does over the 60 game stretch? I have him over or under 3.50 ERA. I think a 3-5 ERA is pretty generous. He hasn't proven that he'll bounce back. He hasn't shown any science. I would I'd take the over on that. Like, I I mean, I, I take that too, but I, I also have hope that he can kind of bounce back because he's going to be healthy for the first time in two years. He's had these bounce for the last couple of years. So are you going over or right. under, Jim? I'm going over just because I do you know, think that he's over his hump of uh, success right now. Then count me on the under because I always, I'm always in store for a nice little comeback story. And also <laughs> him, not him, not showing any signs just kind of, I have this gut feeling like, well, you know, what's going to happen is maybe he'll have one season of like surprise or maybe he'll kind of like get it together for a season or two. Like, 
I'm just going to take the under because I want to be different. Okay. Uh, I, res- I totally respect that. Um, I mean, I, I could see it going either way. I definitely think that he has the potential to be that good. I mean, I don't think he's going to be blowing guys away anymore, but he definitely has the um, experience and the wherewithal to do it. He's just got to locate pitches and um, hold it together for 60 games. Um, Vince Velasquez. So, obviously, he's – I mentioned before he was developing a cutter. He's had some shaky ups and downs, but he's had also shown a lot of promise. Over the, it's it's usually met with a resounding defeat, but uh, <laughs> Vince Velasco. He has two good games in his career. <laughs> he had a stretch last year that was actually pretty solid, but um, after that, it was before and after that, it was just kind of like, what the hell. Um. Velasquez over or under three ninety ERA. So I I see Vinny Velo improving this year. Uh he's got that uh cutter that he's working on. I really haven't seen much of it when he pitched today and yesterday. I don't actually think he pitched today, but um yeah, it's just it's a big question mark. It's a tough one. You said three nine? Yeah, that could be a three, eight, nine, and they'd be under. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am leaning towards under. Like I, I kind of. If I were to put my foot in that camp. Yeah, I mean, I, I can agree with that. I mean, I think I'm gonna go over. I don't think it's gonna be by much. I think it might be like a low fours, but considering the last couple of years, it's been high fours and maybe a five. I mean, I think you could definitely get around there. Um, especially this short as a stretch. Um, I mean, what it's a, th- it's like a third of the season. Yeah, just about. It's a hundred games less. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll give it like a, I'll give it like a forty, forty fifth of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think he could do definitely do it, but um, I also I'm more have... confident. I'm more confident in him than I am Ariette. Yeah. Would you take – how about Vince Velasquez or Pavetta? I was just thinking about Pavetta. Uh, Always Pavetta, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm the biggest Pavetta boy. No, you're not. <laughs> I love Pavetta. You do? Okay. I, 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 Eric, I, is, I this, mean, is this going to be breakout Pavetta's year? <laughs> oh, yeah. every, if you listen to uh, Jack Fritz on WIP, every year is breakout Pavetta. <laughs> I'm holding out. Every game last year was – yeah, then we go to wasn't the game that we went to the opening game or the the Bryce Harper first home run it was Pavetta yeah he yeah, was the one for that game <laughs> but you know what he's still he was just learning it's so sad that the Phillies actually bought into it too like <laughs> the Phillies were like yeah it's breakout Pavetta season baby and, <laughs> they had him number two and they had like no reason to think that like <laughs> <laughs> They just did. He, he didn't develop another game. pitch. He just legitimately came in with a fastball and a changeup, and that was about it. He had a, he had a curveball too. But like, really, yeah, it's know. it's all in the kid's head, though. I won't even do an over under for him because I don't think he's going to be around long. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! What? I think he's going to be nice. Don't yeah. get me started. I mean, I'd, I would don't love it if he's nice. 
You ready for a Bryce Harper esque contract for Nick Pavetta? <laughs> you heard it here first. Jesus Eric's Christ. hot. Eric's hot take of the barreled up. That would be a Philly thing. To, that would be a Philly thing to do if he has one good season. Give him fucking yeah. three hundred million dollars. <laughs> well, that's not. That's why they're Garrett. not signing JT. They're saving the money for Pavetta. Garrett Cole money. <laughs> um. All right, Spencer Howard coming into his first big league camp, first big league season. Does Spencer Howard have over or under a four ERA and ten home runs let up? That is a lot. I don't think he'll. I don't think he's starting the season. Remember, Zach Wheeler is going to be gone for the first half of the first couple weeks of the season. Oh shit, you're right. I think you're under. What you? What was the ERA you said? Under four. Under four. I think he'll be under four, and I think he'll. I think he'll be and within like the a, seven to eight home run rate. It but range, but it depends how much he plays. That's the problem. But you just said that if Wheeler is yeah. gone, then he'll play. He'll at least play how many weeks you think Wheeler will be gone? I mean, I think once I think once he's in the rotation, he's gonna be in the rotation. I don't think they're gonna take him out unless he's absolutely terrible. You know who gets booted then? I don't know. Velasquez because Pavetta will have a spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean hey, I, what do you think the rotation looks like without Wheeler? Without Wheeler, I think it goes Nola. Um Arietta. Eflin. Arietta, Eflin. And then the last three have to fight it out. So probably Between, Vinny. I guess I guess Ranger Suarez is also. I think Ranger Suarez is also in that. Uh, Ooh, I forgot uh, about Ranger. I love. But I also like him as a reliever, in my opinion. I thought he actually did decent last season, he, all things considered. He did. He was a yeah. really mm-hmm. good reliever for us. I don't think they gave him enough chances because he did really good when he was in. I think I think well, he has know, a lot of talent. You know, Gabe had Gabe had to run through the entire fucking rotation. <laughs> Every game, so yeah, Ranger only got a, like an inning worth of saves or relief. I think our uh, yeah, our relievers weren't handled well last year. Yeah, I'm um, looking forward to that this year. Actual but, like competent like usage yeah. of the rotation. I know that they were definitely thinking about him being in the rotation though in the beginning of the year. So I mean, I I prefer him in the uh, reliever role mainly because we don't have many good relievers. Here, here's the thing, uh, though, also, right. Jim. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, too, is you don't have as much breathing room to tweak and fuck around with the with the roster because if you're fucking around with your rotation for, like, 10 games, that's 10. And, like, say you say you keep, like, losing games. That's only two times through rotation. rotation. Yeah. But that's still – but that's a lot. I mean, it's a, it's, a six a, of the, it's a six of the season. You're right. That's the, that's the thing. It, like, say you were playing a full season. You have a good – you have, like, the first month and a half to kind of, like – down before you're kind of, like, okay. Like, then, like, you have a little bit of time. But here, it's, like, you got to basically, like – you have, like, a week. You have, like, the first week to kind of figure shit out. These guys are basically just going to – they're going to be having, like, around 10 starts for the season. So it's not much to go off of. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, that could help benefit. See, like, that's why Pavetta's going to go 10 for 10, baby. He's going to get a $300 million contract, and I'm going to buy a fucking jersey. <laughs> and, get a, and, and I'm going to get a tattoo. It's going to say Can't Pavetta right on my that. back. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a, sh- like a shirzy on my back. Anyway, Spencer Howard, over or under 4.0? Yeah. Under 4.8, at most 8 home runs given up. I don't even think he'll give up 8 home runs. Definitely under on the home runs. 
Because I, yeah, I just I'm don't just see being, him yeah, getting a lot sorry. of... Okay, that's fair. Um, all right. Alec Bohm. Over or under 250, 10 home runs, uh, 500 slugging. Again, I think he's in the same boat being a prospect during this uh, virus thing. Um, I just – it's going to be hard for him to get playing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, I do think he can make an impact. I think he'll be around a 250 hitter in the majors. Um, I would suspect that he would struggle against the talents in uh, like the Eastern divisions. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, I think past this year, I think he's got a lot of. Ta- I think he's got a lot of uh, average um, potential. Um, I think he hits for a high average. I think he's got more contact than he's got pop. Um, but he's definitely got the pop. I, I think he's pro- like I know Manuel said uh, he thinks he's a fifty home run a year guy. I, I put him around thirty five, maybe three, three ten batting average. It's hard to. It's I think hard, he, hard to say someone's a 50 home run guy. I know, but like, I mean, I think he has the potential to do it because I think he's got the build yeah. to do it and a lot of um, a lot of body to grow into still. Um, he's got that length. But uh, I don't know. I just think that um, I can't see guys hitting consistently 50 home runs. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> unless they look like Pete Alonzo. That's a lot like to be consistently hitting unless, yeah. Yeah. I think that was just a manualism that we're gonna have to. Rem- <laughs> uh, we're gonna be unfortunately rem- reminded of like every year when Alec Boom doesn't hit fifty home runs. Um, <laughs> um, that's Still about waiting on Michael Franco to pan out. All right, watch him do something over in Kansas City. Yeah, really. He'll be a Philly he, killer. He looked. I mean, I don't think they're gonna play them too much. But, well, not, um, not well. Yeah, what when we inevitably do? We played them last year, so I don't think we played their division for another couple of years anyway. Um, that's all the over unders I have for now. Might have some next week. We'll see once we get a better look at what the season's gonna actually pan out to be. Yeah, because um, we'll by next week we'll also we'll have at least a uh, we'll have like a couple games to at least talk about in terms of like actual competition. I mean, it's yeah. not the regular season, but it'll be still something, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much league news. Uh, a couple of players opted out. Um, Michael Kopek of the uh, Washington – or not the Washington Nationals. The um, White Sox organization uh, opted out. There's uh, a big one that I know that you're going to bring up. It's the only one who I really noticed that opted out. David Price did, I think, right? Oh, yeah, David Price did yeah. too. I forgot that he did, but uh, um, I was thinking of him. Who are you thinking of? Didn't Buster Posey. Oh yeah, I mean he's getting yeah, up he there. Did. Well, he's getting up there. He but he's hasn't. Still, he was he prominent. Hasn't, yeah, he's a he's a prominent player. I agree with you. Yeah, that but, it was he was the only prominent one I noticed besides David Price who opted out. Being honest with you, he probably realized who his manager was and said, "I'll pass on this." <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, um, does he get do you, do the do the players still receive their salary if they opt out? Uh, no. I don't think so. All right, I was gonna say like if he was getting he's paid, made like, his and, money. I, and I don't gotta pay for fuck play for fucking Gabe Kapler. You Buster, me? Buster Posey's made his money, man. <laughs> he's. Uh, I remember when he was a force, dude. He was like, yeah. When he first came up, like I don't think anybody realized like he was like twenty years old, and he was like, like you knew his name. I he was when the when was it? When, the, when did the Giants? When did the Giants win? 
They won three. They won three out of five years. <laughs> it was oh, 20, 2011, was yeah, thirteen and fifteen, right? I remember one of those. I, so. I mean, he was he was huge in all of them, but I remember one of them. He just was a fucking force. Yeah, it was an odd year. Whenever they won. Um, yeah. No, he. I mean, he he's always been a force his entire playing yeah. career. I mean, he was a high batting average, like probably twenty four some home runs. I mean, like he was like the epitome of like the best catcher in baseball. I um, I remember being I remember yeah. being like every time like if I like was catching a uh, Giants game on TV or something, I remember always being like, dude, that Buster Posey is a one fucking sick player. Like him and Clayton Kershaw, yeah. like. Like I feel like him and Clayton Kershaw have been in the league for like twenty years. They're only like thirty three or some shit. Like yeah, that. no, I, I, like, I, I didn't even like know Clayton Kershaw was that old. Kershaw like, was like thirty four, yeah. I think. Actually, yeah. wow, thirty four, thirty five. He's getting. Thought he there. started being baseball when he was like ten. Yeah, they entered the league young. Yeah, they were. Well, it's how Harper's going to be. No, Clayton Kershaw is only 32 years old. People are already talking about him retiring. Like, what the yeah. hell? Like, <laughs> it, dude, it's how Harper is, though. What? How old is he now? 27? Yeah. So, and he's got 12 more years? That'll be 39. All well, right. Bryce, Bryce Harper was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at age 16. I know. Yeah. Fucking wild. Um, That's yeah, a MLB, MLB 20, the show. Yeah, I think Buster Posey oh. is only 33. Let's cover see. athlete Bryce. Harper, just let you know. Buster Posey is 33 years old. I am on. I'm on tonight. Um, that's, yeah. still, that's still not incredibly old, but I mean, no, it's not. I, yeah, for I a catcher, know. it's getting there because, like, yeah. like he's been catching his entire career. Fucking, and that takes a, killing him. Um, I'm surprised they didn't make him transition over to first base, but um, I mean, if you're that good at a position <clears> for so long, they're probably just riding him out. I mean, he's just like Yachty, where, like, I mean, it's just in their blood to catch. Yeah. They're not wearing down from it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I always get kind of concerned when my catcher turns 30, you know. <laughs> there we go. Big, big, stick ener- big stick energy, though. Big Buster Posey pod. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm – it's it sucks for the sport because he is one of those prolific players. Um that he won't be playing this year, but I don't blame him for not wanting to No, play. I completely respect any player who decided to opt out. Like it's, you know, it's one of those, it's a tough situation. Some people just like, you know, don't want to like, it's a tough time to play, you know? So I can't, I can't blame someone for playing. And plus, like you said, he's that old and he's made his money. He's like, why not, you know, take a year off and, it might end up prolonging his career if he doesn't have to exactly play it, it could year. be it could be a it could be a positive in disguise so no dude he came into the league in 2009 didn't have a full like only played 17 games the next year he came in he hit 305 and uh had that didn't give me any of the good stats um 18 home runs 67 rbis oh well, i mean that's not crazy the 67 rbis but like for the 108 games 108 games he played that's really good no that is really yeah that's really good that's, that's a good style line man <laughs> two-thirds of a season but uh what else you got Jim? um that's about all of baseball i got right now i mean it's maybe, just good to be it's just good to be back i think next week i'll go into like more of like what the league is going to be shaping up to look like what the uh phillies are going to be facing what um 
some big uh, talking some stuff about like the uh, American League, see what's going on there. Yeah, next week's the week. Everything seems to be kicking off. Yeah. yeah. So next week, next week will be a fun episode for us to really, you know, jump into jump into more. Uh, I mean, like I said, we'll have games to actually talk about. We'll be able to discuss kind of more. Like we'll be able to see the players in actual competition because, like, in, I mean, inner inner squad games or competition, but you know, it's not the same thing as them playing an actual team. Hey, those cardboard cutouts are going to be roaring too. <laughs> Dude, did you see uh, when they were they Bryce hit his double the other day? They had the crowd noise playing in the stadium, and <laughs> Girardi was like, Girardi said something on the lines like he wanted the he he wanted a little more variety in the chance because they wanted it to be louder when Bryce hit the ball <laughs> 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 because it didn't because uh, and then I saw a bunch of tweets. It was like, yeah, you didn't hear a you didn't hear the random yo. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see uh, Christian Yelich got booed today by the uh, artificial fans? Did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of fun stuff happening with all the, like, the uh, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, I guess, was uh, rounding third and Bryce was playing there. And he went to go high five him and then he psyched him and then high five the, <laughs> the, the third base coach. <laughs> Just a little fun, fun things, fun things. The rock, paper, scissors with Mr. Watkins <clears throat> back again. Oh, yeah, of course it is. And then uh, Reese Hoskins looking like Mike Schmidt. Yeah. Out there. Right. I'm surprised I haven't talked Flips. about him more. Oh, we'll get into it next week anyway. That's about all I got. Um, Nick, any fi- Nick, Eric, any final thoughts here? Go Phils. Eric? Have we lost Eric? Well, we might have lost Eric. Oh, but while we're waiting for while we're waiting for Eric to come back, uh, remember you can follow us at Stick Energy, capital S, capital E. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Jimmy Coleman, K U L L M A N N. You can also yep. email the pod at stickenergypod at gmail dot com. Yep. I, I think it is Eric. What? <gasps> I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, actually scratch that. It's bigstickpod at gmail dot com. <laughs> see, I'm a hat. See, I fixed the pod. No, I was saying earlier, but I guess I clicked the the not the uh, mic turn off. But um, it uh, McCutcheon. The one thing I was saying was he uh he was waving to the crowd when they announced his name. There was no one in the stadium. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but uh, yeah, you can follow me at Eric underscore Rayer eleven. In case you didn't say that already, I did not. Nick? Okay, well, I'm gonna throw mine in there. It's at Nick Pug nine. And that's Twitter. Uh, make sure you email us. Check, uh, ask us any questions you'd like. I mean, or just say hi. Yeah, we like highs. Uh, make sure you rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you're, we're available on any podcasting network, any major podcasting network, I should say. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your family. Stay safe. Stay safe. Hope everything is going fine. Hope everybody's safe over the past couple of months, um, and we're glad to be back. And. Uh... I think that's it, boys, right? Yeah. All uh, right. We'll talk at you guys next week, okay? All right. Later on, guys. Adios. Adios.